The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hey, Hoopball fans. Uh, welcome to another edition of the new and improved uh, Box Score Breakdown, which is now Brent's Breakdowns. Uh, I'm Brent the Middleman uh, from Hoopball, and lucky to be joined today uh, by Hoopball's own David Bracey. David, how are you? Hey, Brent. I'm really good. Really excited to be a part of the show this evening. Yeah, man. Glad to have you on. I hope we get to do this a lot throughout the season. Uh, you know, David's going to be pretty much co-host i think uh for for this season depending on how it goes um we're trying to you know we're playing with the format a little bit but really it's just a chance uh for us to talk hoops and talk about what's going on um either that night or or throughout the week uh and remember if you're a fan of nba or fantasy basketball or both which you probably are uh check out hoop-ball.com join the site you get to come on our discord channel where um, experts like myself and and David, I put experts uh, in quotation marks, at least when I'm talking about myself. I just watch a lot of basketball, so I kind of know a lot about what's going on and happy to help, you know, answer questions about lineups and and stuff like that. We also do DFS and other betting. We have also, uh, we don't only have basketball, we have other sports on there as well. So it's a really cool community to be a part of and it's super cheap to join. Uh, so that's something you definitely want to check out. Uh, but let's just get started here. We got quite a few games to cover. We're gonna we're gonna kind of bounce around from uh, Sunday's opening game between Brooklyn and the Lakers, uh, all the way up till uh, tonight. We're recording uh, Thursday night, um, so we're gonna talk about games all the way up uh, through Thursday night here uh, this week. Um, so just quickly to touch on uh, the Brooklyn. Laker game, not a whole lot to be gleaned from this, I think, from an NBA season or fantasy season perspective, because a lot of guys did did sit out. Um, a couple things that jumped out at me from the Brooklyn side is you have a couple of veterans who are probably going to get a lot of playing time this year uh, on the Nets team, and that's uh, Paul Millsap, who, who looked pretty good. Uh, in 18 minutes, um, he was able to put up a double double with 10 points and 10 rebounds. He also hit was two for four from three. So I think you know Millsap could have another uh, sneaky fantasy season if if he stays healthy, which is always a big if um, with him. And the other one, Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, coming out of retirement to ring hunt uh, with with uh, the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, he's gonna he kind of is what he is at this point. He's not gonna be that that major scoring threat uh, that we're used to, but he's still gonna get your rebounds. He's still gonna get blocks. He's still gonna give you a good percentage. So another sneaky potential uh, fantasy play there. Uh, not much else to report uh, from the Brooklyn side. 
Uh, I think the only thing that Aldridge is really going to do this season is take away uh, some of Nicholas Claxton's potential fantasy <laughs> and real-life value. Uh, an exciting young player, uh, but with the veteran Aldridge there and with title hopes in mind, I think Brooklyn is probably going to uh, play Aldridge as much as possible. Um, anything you saw in this game, David, from Brooklyn or from the Lakers side? You know, I think you pretty much covered it from the Brooklyn side. Um, I'll continue to monitor the Cam Thomas situation. I'm a big fan of his, so it's going to be interesting to see how Brooklyn kind of utilizes him. Could be some value there. Um, but on the Lakers side of things, I mean, you know, the the Lakers, quote-unquote, big three were without two of the biggest pieces. LeBron and Russell Westbrook were sidelined. Um, so it was the Anthony Davis show, and that show only lasted about 11 minutes. So, to your point, not a whole lot to glean really here. If anything, I would say that the biggest takeaway from this game actually just happened in the past uh, couple days here with uh, the news coming out that Trevor Rees is going to be having that foot surgery and it's going to be out for probably about eight weeks. So with that being said, you saw Kent Bazemore, THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, Wayne Ellington, and Malik Monk all in the 20-some-odd minutes mark. Um, Malik Monk probably being the most uh, – the most contributing player offensively in that regard. But with the Reese's absence, you can probably expect that the Lakers to kind of use a committee approach to kind of fill those minutes. Um, none of them are necessarily the requisite defender Ariza is, but definitely from an offensive, uh, an offensive contribution standpoint, there's a lot of potential there, especially with guys like Malik Monk. You already hear the name microwave that he's kind of been given by a lot of the vets on that team. So expect him to really get a lot of run with that second um, that second unit for the Lakers because they're really going to need him to step up and hit those open shots since a lot of the Lakers shot makers left this offseason. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm a big uh, THT, Talon Horton Tucker fan. I, I think he has huge potential, uh, real life and fantasy. I mean, he's only 20 years old. We've seen what he can do um, across the board stats. Uh, could end up possibly being that defensive replacement uh, for Ariza. I mean, Ariza's, what, 38 years old now or something? So uh, I, a 20-year-old uh, THT uh, can probably do the job. Um, but I agree, Malik Monk is going to be a guy who's going to score in, in bunches. And, you know, it, actually Malik Monk reminds me a lot of a guy from the next game we're going to jump to, which is that Warriors Trailblazers game, uh, where we saw the, the first Warrior game of the preseason. They've actually had two games so far. We saw Jordan Poole uh, light it up for 30 points, five rebounds, five assists, seven of 13 from three. He also had two blocks and a steal. I think Jordan Poole, I mean, obviously with, with Clay Thompson out, he's going he's gonna to get a ton of run. But I think even when Clay Thompson's back, they're going to take it easy on him. Uh, he'll probably start, but I could see Jordan Poole, depending on how much he comes off the bench, potentially being in the running for sixth man of the year. So he's going to be a steal uh, later in, in fantasy drafts. Um, I'm all in on, on Jordan Poole this season. Nice to see Steph Curry out there uh, doing what Steph does with 13 points, five rebounds, five assists. Andrew Wiggins, the now vaccinated Andrew Wiggins, even though he did claim he felt forced to do it. Either way, he's not missing any game checks this season. He'll be out there again. The Iron Man of the NBA, this guy does rarely misses games. So uh, Wiggins in line for another solid season. We also got Draymond Green back from his personal uh, absence, leave of absence that he was on. So it's good to see Draymond out there. Uh, I really like this Warriors team this year. I'm glad they kept uh, these young pieces. Hopefully they get Wiseman and Thompson back. 
Otto Porter Jr. at 19 points. I think he's going to be um, a huge value off the bench. Uh, Nemanja Bialica, he's he was a great pickup for them at a stretch as a stretch four. Uh, I did see that Jonathan Kaminga did get an injury and is um, week to week at this point. Uh, but he's an exciting young guy. So uh, I'm really excited. As everyone knows here who listens to this channel and this podcast, I'm a big Warrior fan <laughs> forever. So uh, really excited about this team this year and what they've done to rebuild. Uh, anything else on the Warriors, David, or, or uh, from the from the Portland side? What are you thinking? Yeah, on the Portland side of things, um, this is a team that I'm going to be watching very closely this season uh, because depending on how they open the season and where they're at as we kind of get towards the midway marker here, um, they could go a couple different ways. So it's 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 a very curious situation. Um, and from that opening game against the Warriors, you know, which has been kind of a, a pretty fun rivalry over the past couple of years, the, yeah. the Blazers and the Warriors, depending on where your allegiances lie there, you can say it is a little bit more competitive on one side than the other, but <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Sometimes the way the chips fall. Um, but, yeah, the Blazers got a couple new faces in here. Um, I'm excited to see Norman Powell continue to kind of step into his role on the offense. They're going to need him really on both sides of the ball um, as really probably one of their better wing players. Um, Covington, you know, you kind of know what he does. More of a specialist guy from that from that perspective. Didn't do really a whole lot in the game there in 21 minutes. Only had three points. Um, but he's going to be good from them from the power forward position. You can expect him to really cobble in rebounds, maybe a little bit more than you would expect since the Blazers are pretty thin at that position. Um, and with that being said, them being thin at that position, I'm very curious to see how they continue to work Larry Nance Jr. into uh, a pretty prominent role on this team. Uh, he was given about 18 minutes in that opening game there. Didn't do a whole lot with him. It's going to take some time there. Um, but I think there's a lot of potential for him in the pick and roll. I really love what he does defensively. He's a great guy for steals. Um, so he's definitely going to be someone I'm keeping a close eye on, as well as Yusuf Nurkic. And I think that his availability and health is really going to be very, very um, – it's going to be very, very important in just how far the Blazers can go and where that success comes for them this season. The guy who's able to kind of solidify their back line. Um, and when he is healthy, you know, he he's one of those guys who can just pop off and have – a crazy five by five game out of nowhere. And I'm talking five blocks and five steals. Okay. He does big things and he'll stuff the stats. So I'm hoping Nurk can get a fully healthy season. Um, I'm hoping the Blazers can really make some noise this year. And they got a lot of fun young guys. So definitely a roster to keep an eye on. Yeah, I totally agree. I really hope we get to see bubble Nurkic this year. Uh, he was incredible uh, in the bubble a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, if we get anywhere close to that, Portland's going to be a tough team. And, uh, I also have my eye on the the backup point guard battle between Anthony Simons and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, I know Simons has has the the faith of the the coaches in him, and but Dennis Smith, you know, he has that potential. He's kind of bounced around a little bit and hasn't really shown what he can do. But um, they both look pretty good off the bench, so I think Portland's going to be a lot deeper this year. Uh, so an exciting team to watch for sure. Um, and the Warriors are going to have their work cut out for them all season, I think, when they play them. Uh, so jumping over to, to Tuesday's games, there were four games on Tuesday. I'm going to start with the Pacers and the Knicks, uh, where the Knicks put up 125 on the Pacers, uh, who won 125-104. I'm uh, going to start with the Pacers side, um, and I'll let David talk about uh, the Knicks team, which should be an exciting team this year. Uh, you know, you got Turner and Sabonis. It looks like, you know, they're, they're committed to playing those guys together. Um, you know, pretty tough 
center duo. Um, we'll see how that works here in the modern NBA, but Turner's really turned his game into more of a stretch four, stretch five kind of game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if they can take that next step uh, with those two guys. And they're going to need them. Uh, it, uh, you know, I'm not sure when Levert's going to be back. Uh, so they're definitely going to need those guys to step up. Uh, Justin Holiday had a pretty good game. Uh, another kind of end of your draft uh, guy who um, you know is gonna is gonna perform and get a lot of minutes as long as Levert's out. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, a guy who's battled some injuries over the last uh, few years, uh, could end up getting a lot of run this season and makes a pretty interesting fantasy play. Is a pretty fantasy friendly game uh, when he's in there. Uh, the only other guy that I'm that I'm really kind of keeping an eye on from a fantasy perspective. Um, well, actually, two, I'd say. There's O'Shea Brissett, uh, who really stepped up last year when Sabonis and Turner were injured. Uh, you know, see what kind of minutes he gets. He got 16 minutes. There's, It's going to be tough for him to get regular run, um, but you never know. You never know with injuries, and he is a talented young guy. Um, so I took a chance on him in deeper leagues. Um, the other one is the rookie, uh, uh, Chris Duarte. Uh, he had a great game uh, in 19 minutes with 15 points, five assists, uh, two of six from three and a block. Uh, there's rumors that the team really likes them. And, you know, I, I always try to avoid rookies in fantasy, but uh, towards the end of your draft, especially in deeper leagues or dynasty leagues, uh, Duarte's definitely a guy from this draft, this really deep draft that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, David, anything from the Knicks side? This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Yeah, you know, the Knicks made some moves this offseason. They brought in Fournier and they brought in Kimball Walker. Um, but they also retained a lot of the, uh, the familiar faces that Tibbs got used to last season, so... Um, as far as the box score goes, you know, Julius Randle dominated that. You can expect that to continue even with those additions I just mentioned. Um, but quickly is a guy who I'll continue to watch and I really think is a very exciting player, yeah. um, especially offensively. I really, really like his game. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Fournier and Walker coming from Boston, they were expected to score there. They're going to be expected to do the same thing here for the Knicks. Um, they do bring some level of swagger, so that should kind of help the team. Um, it's going to be some fun games in the garden there. You always got to wonder about Kimball Walker's availability and health. So that's a situation to watch. But with that being said, Derek Rose, you know, probably going to have plenty of ample opportunity. Same with quickly. Um, they're going to have kind of a rotation of guards there. Barrett is a guy who you'll continue to watch as he, his game really continues to grow in the league. And then on his team, um, he, he kind of becomes more of a leader. So I'm expecting him to really try to take that next step this season as a lot of these young guys are looking to, um, so yeah, the the Knicks the Knicks should be a, a fun team to watch this year. It's always fun when you have a good team playing in the Garden. Um, we hadn't had one in a long time, so this could be the start of something special. Yeah, for sure. And it, it does look like Taj Gibson could continue to be a thorn in the side of Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson owners, uh, even though injuries has really been the thorn in their side. Um, what do you think about Obi Toppin? Um, he's one of those guys I think who's sort of borderline from a fantasy perspective this year, but has a lot of potential. Um, is he going to get the minutes uh, to make a difference this year? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I would place my money on Obi before I'd place it on Kevin Knox, as it seems like he's fallen completely out of favor with mm -hmm. this rotation. Um, but I like Obi Toppin a lot. You know, they they, they made the pick. Um, they have high hopes for him. Um, didn't get a whole lot of shine last year, but 
if there's one thing I know, it's guys who hustle and guys who try get playing time for Tibbs. As long as Obi's going to bring that every single day, which I would expect he will, um, I think he's going to get his opportunity. So, yeah, definitely. I think Obi's a very fun player to watch. Cool, yeah, absolutely. Um, so right, let's jump over to the Cavs and the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls just dominated this one, and, and I have a feeling the Cavaliers are going to be on this side of a, a whooping a lot this season, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, they do have some exciting young guys, though, and, and I like their build. Um, you know, I just don't really think this is the year just quite yet. Uh, but things are looking up for Cleveland. Um, and from a fantasy perspective, there's a lot of a lot of interesting guys, but a lot of question marks too, um, because the depth that they have at certain positions, you know, it could make it a little bit unclear on who's going to step up. Um, you know, obviously we're looking at Darius Gard, uh, Garland and, and Sexton. Um, they're going to be great from a um, fantasy perspective. Love Garland's game with his assists. It's hard to find really good point guards and assist guys in fantasy. He should be one of those. Um, the, the depth issue comes in with, you know, the center position and the power forward position where you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley who got the start. Uh, Mobley looked pretty good. Uh, 10 and eight, four or four from the free throw line, a steal, a couple of blocks. Um, you know, like I said, rookies and fantasy are tough to rely on, but he is in a good situation to get a lot of minutes and has a very fantasy friendly game. Jared Allen should be another double-double machine this year, adding in blocks and field goal percentage. Uh, so, big fan of his. We'll see how much Kevin Love eats into their time. Um, he is healthy. Uh, he is playing. He says he feels good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they try to trade him or, or buy him out or something. But right now, he is playing. Um, and you also have Larry Markinen, who's on, on there now from the Bulls, uh, who looked pretty good in 15 minutes. He had 13 points. Um, you know, kind of a stretch four, gets you a few rebounds, had a really good fantasy game a few years ago, but really fell off a cliff. So it'll be curious how those minutes are divided up. Um, right now, it looks like Allen and Mobley are the guys to own with Markinen kind of as a sleeper. Uh, Kevin Love, uh, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to get back or if, you know, even if he did a little bit, it's so hard to trust him with uh, how often he's hurt. Uh, but a situation to monitor there. Um, I think from the safest play from a fantasy perspective is Jared Allen. Um, and Evan Mobley, you know, he's probably going a little higher than I would want to take a rookie in fantasy drafts, but he certainly has the game and, and could pay off. Um, thoughts on the Bulls? Yeah, I I can't lie to you. I really like the way that the Bulls have looked so far. I mean, I know it's very early and they played a team that is, as of recent, had not been the most competent, you could say, defensively. Um, but things can change, especially with those two big guys you just mentioned. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely liking what the direction Cleveland could be heading on. But on the Bulls side, you know, this is going to be a team who I kind of talked about earlier. I think offensively, they have a very high ceiling, you know, and you kind of saw a little bit of, of it the other night with them running the fast break, getting out, scoring quick transition buckets. Um, and kind of the guys that they've surrounded Zach Levine with alleviating some of the playmaking responsibilities, which I think is going to be very, very important. Um, and with that being said, you know, those playmakers like Caruso, like DeRozan, even like Vucevic, these guys, you know, you can expect a pretty reasonable uptick, I would, I would think, um, when it comes to assist totals because they're just surrounded by, by teammates who love to score. Um, and for some of these guys, you know, that, that's not something that is a, you know, has been all too common for them in their careers, especially yeah. guys like like Vucevic. I mean, you know, so this could this could be very, very, very fun. Um, I think Chicago has some pieces that could really help them win games. The question for me is going to be 
how do they stop teams on the other end um, defensively. I think that's where Patrick Williams, uh, another young guy who I really like, I think it's going to play a pretty vital role. Currently, they're kind of working him back from an injury, but I don't think it's anything too serious. So I'd expect him to get some pretty reasonable run. Um, and then outside of that, like I said, you know, your, your usual cast of characters, DeRozan, Vucevic, Paul, Levine, Caruso, these are the guys who you're going to keep a close eye on. Um, Kobe White, you know, kind of a popcorn scorer off the bench. Shimonte Green got some pretty good run, but for the most part, you're going to stick with the, the familiar faces in Chicago. Yeah, those those four blocks and two steals by Javante Green are definitely intriguing. <laughs> I know, you know, once Patrick Williams is back and they have Derek Jones Jr. and Kobe White, I mean, he's going to lose some some playing time. But even in the preseason, putting up those kind of defensive stats is, is definitely an eye catcher uh, from a fantasy perspective. Um, and Alizé Johnson, uh, who they picked up too, another sneaky pickup who had uh, some – he was with uh, the Nets, right, and – got had some good scoring games yep. uh you know i think the bulls i'd call them stacked honestly at this point they definitely are offensively and it's it's going to be really really fun they're going to be a high scoring team i would expect yeah. them probably to be one of the best offenses in the nba uh it's just the defensive portion of their game that remains to be seen yeah good point but uh yeah offense offense sells tickets um so next game, Washington Wizards, Houston Rockets, uh, two other rebuilding teams um, at, you know, different stages of their rebuild, I would say. Uh, Washington, you know, obviously still has Bradley Beal, uh, another veteran in Kuzma now, uh, Dinwiddie. So a little bit of a different uh, take on the rebuild. And, and I don't even know that Washington would say they're rebuilding. <laughs> they probably think, you know, we're going for it. Um, but I love Spencer Dinwiddie's, uh, fantasy prospects in Washington playing next to Beal, uh, playing with scores like Kuzma, um, and Bertans. I think, uh, Dinwiddie is going to have a really big season, uh, for them. I think it's a great landing spot for him. Bradley Beal, obviously, uh, first round talent, uh, Daniel Gafford. Uh, he's a guy I really like in fantasy this season, uh, puts up a lot of double doubles, gets a lot of blocks. Uh, he's also a good free throw shooter uh, for a big man, good field goal percentage. Uh, Kuzma, you know, maybe he gets a little bit of a career resurgence here. He kind of fell out of favor with the Lakers, uh, but he's always had potential. Obviously, we're missing uh, Rui Hachimura right now, who's going to take away a little bit of that scoring opportunity from, from those guys. Uh, Bertans had a little bit of a disappointing season last year, but kind of came back strong at the end. So, um, you know, they really need him to step up. They gave him a pretty big contract. Uh, they need Bertans to get back that, that swagger that he once had. Uh, and then you have Montrez Harrell, who's now on Washington as part of that, that Laker deal, uh, for Russ Westbrook. And another guy who, uh, you know, is really kind of secured himself as one of the better bench guys in the league, uh, sixth or seventh man coming off the bench. Um, I don't think he hurts Daniel Gafford's prospects too much. I think Harold just kind of does what he does. Um, they'll both get, you know, Harold get low twenties minutes, Gafford probably a little bit more. Um, and Harold, another good fantasy guy, uh, rebounds blocks. Uh, so I think, you know, I think they're in line for, uh, some pretty interesting fantasy. I don't know how good their real life season's going to go. <laughs> um, they could win some games if Kuzma gets a little bit back and obviously Beal will get you some wins all on his own. Uh, but it could be another disappointing year in Washington, especially with how the East has really sorted, uh, has some teams that have really bulked up. 
uh, in the offseason. So we'll see what happens there. But some definitely uh, some fantasy-friendly guys uh, in Washington to keep an eye on. Uh, speaking of a fantasy-friendly team, um, the Houston Rockets. David, what are you seeing here? Uh, I, I get it kind of excited by some of these guys that they have there. Um, they're going to play fast and loose. The fantasy prospects are big. What are you seeing? Yeah, this is definitely going to be a league pass, much watch kind of situation. Um, Jalen Green is a lot of fun. Um, he's given the keys to the team already. Him and Kevin Porter Jr. pretty much been given the keys to the offense. As you heard, Kevin Porter Jr. kind of announce and self-proclaim, I am the starting point guard um, with ambitions to average 10 assists a game. And with the cast of characters that they have down there and how fast and loose they're going to be playing, it's very possible Um so, yeah, I really, really like both of those guys. Kevin Porter Jr. had 25 points in about 29 minutes, so you like that already. And then Jalen Green, of course, you know, uh, every you, you already know everything that I'm going to say about him. So grab him when you can because he's going to be much more expensive next season. Um, Christian Wood, I'm hoping, can have a healthy season. You know, if he can when he's available and healthy, I mean, he is a very, very fun guy to own. Um, so I'll, that's a situation I'm going to keep watching. And it appears that Daniel Tice is going to be the starting center there. So definitely could be some value there. He was a, he's a valuable guy in Boston and the limited role that he had in that team. Um, and here's a team that really has no ambitions or clearly defined roles outside of their backcourt. So plenty of opportunity for him as far as I'm concerned. Um, and with that being said, you have a lot of, a lot of different names on this roster, and most of them are young guys. Um, Sangoon is very interesting. I wonder how much run they're really going to give him as we get through the season. Um, Kenny Martin Jr. is another guy who I think is a lot of fun. Um, they have a lot of guys who I think they have every reason in the world to get out there and let them fly loose. Um, you know, this will be an opportunity to develop them. And clearly the Rockets aren't really playing for anything. Uh, so this is going to be a team um, that I think you'll probably be able to grab somebody from even off of the wire, you know, depending on who's playing and who who's playing for the Rockets and who they're playing against. Um, you might be able to pick some value up here. So, Yeah, definitely keep an eye like on guys like Jay Sean Tate uh, coming into his second season. He could be a guy who kind of he's often on the waiver wire all year, um, depending on injuries and, and playing time. Uh, Eric Gordon still hanging around with the Rockets, right? Uh you know, he seems to be healthy. He seem, they seem to want to, they want him to stay there and probably mentor a lot of these young guys. And I think they're just going to be full go, go, go the whole season. So you're right. I, I'm definitely going to be league passing the Rockets quite a bit um, and checking out these young guys. Uh, let's see. We got the final game of, of that Tuesday night uh, was the reigning NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks against uh, the team that knocked my Warriors out, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies won this game, obviously preseason, not a whole lot to take from it. Uh, the wrong Antetokounmpo was starting. <laughs> uh, Thanasis was starting the game for the Bucks. Uh, there was no Chris Middleton. Hard to judge anything there. Uh, I guess, you know, not a lot to say about the Bucks. They were missing a lot of guys. They've added Grayson Allen this year. I think he's going to absorb a lot of what they're going to be missing from Dante DiVincenzo as he comes back from an injury. Uh, Pat Connington will also get some run there, but I think Grayson Allen might get first shot at at taking those DiVincenzo minutes. Brooke Lopez, you're going to get you know threes and blocks uh, from him. Maybe he plays in the paint a little bit more. He did have seven boards, so but there was no Antetokounmpo down there, so maybe he wasn't stretching it out quite as much. Uh, you still have George Hill. 
you know, when Drew Holiday's playing, though, um, you know, Hill's going to be relegated to those backup minutes. So not a whole lot to see there. So, yeah, not a lot to talk about on the Bucks. Just not a whole lot of uh, their main guys playing. Uh, I'd say Grayson Allen's probably the most interesting guy to keep an eye on here this preseason and see how those uh, shooting guard minutes uh, pan out. Uh, on the Grizzlies side, uh, another team who made some moves this offseason and have some really exciting young guys. What are you seeing there, David? Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I expect John Morant, you know, to continue to ascend and to superstardom in the NBA. He looked very good, unsurprising, caught a body. Um, was surprised he didn't catch more. Um, definitely anytime the Grizzlies are on, make sure that you get the popcorn pop because John Morant is going to be a high-flying highlight reel. Um, all season long, so I'm very, very excited about that. Jaron Jackson Jr., crossing my fingers and all ten of my toes that he is able to have a fully healthy season because I think that this guy could be the, the co-star that Ja desperately needs um, and could be a piece that really helps solidify the Grizzlies as you know a perennial playoff team, um, which I think would be great for their franchise. Desmond Bain is another young guy who I'm going to be watching as well. He's going to continue to step into his own role on this team, and it looks like they really want him to. Um, there's a desperate need, like I said, in the forward position on this team, so plenty of opportunity. And then, of course, DeAnthony Melton, everybody's favorite, especially in the fantasy community. Um, <laughs> God, I just want this guy to get his shine, get his run, get his opportunity on a regular and consistent basis because we see what he can do and not a whole lot of minutes. Um, so, you know Melton. I really like him. Uh, and then, you know, of course, all the rest of the guys like Slow Mo, Tyus Jones, people of that nature. Dylan Brooks didn't play in the game. Um, and they did pick up Chris Dunn. So their uh, their depth chart definitely did inflate a little bit at the in the backcourt. But um, I don't think that that's necessarily for the worse. Yeah, you know, Dylan Brooks and, and the intensity and the defense that he brings really is the one keeping Melton <laughs> from from shining. I think there's more questions about DeAnthony Melton in the hoop ball discord than any other player in the league. That's all I see is, should I grab Melton? Should I trade for Melton? And, and anyone who, who likes the NBA and fantasy knows the potential that Melton has in real life and in fantasy. I mean, the steals, the assists, the threes, he brings everything you want. So hopefully he does. This is the season. They, they let, they cut down Tyus Jones minutes a little bit, let Melton take over most of those, those backup minutes for Brooks. Um, I'm with you. And then uh, Steven Adams had a double, double in just 20 minutes with a block. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He's a, you know, a very solid fantasy center. Um, and he's going to be setting a lot of hard picks uh, for John Morant this season, and it's going to be really exciting to watch uh, Morant work off of those and, and feed JJJ, so I'm excited about this team too. Um, the Wednesday games, jumping over to them, uh, and my as I jump over to Wednesday, my phone doesn't seem to want to load. David, do you want to kick us off with one of the games while my uh, games load up here for Wednesday? Oh, yeah. How about Denver, Golden State? Oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, we've kind of touched on Golden State a little bit already. But from the Denver side of things, you know, Jamal Murray obviously being out to start the season um, is really going to give Michael Porter Jr. all the opportunity in the world. Um, They gave him all the money in the world as far as I'm concerned. So he really needs to step up and and, and shine. Um, And I think that he's got the requisite skills to do so. Again, a lot of these guys, it's just going to be a question of availability. Um, if they are available, they have the opportunity to really be impactful and to really help not only their team, but your fantasy team um, really, really be powerful this season. Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, again, guy who got paid this offseason, a guy who they're really going to need, um, very versatile player, uh, probably one of their best 
defenders um, going to be the guy guarding the majority of the best wing players in the NBA. So expect him to have a very, very prominent role on this team on both ends of the court. Um, same thing can be said for Austin Rivers. They're going to really, really rely on his tenacity, um, also his shot-making ability. So this is a guy who could have some value, especially in a streamer kind of situation if one of these other guards is out of the lineup. Like I said, they're already without Jamal Murray. So should Monte Moore, somebody like that, fall out of the rotation, uh, Rivers is going to have the shot there. Um, and with that being said, you know, Morris continues to be a very, very solid backup point guard. Don't expect anything to change there. If anything, his role, again, will grow with the opportunity from Jamal Murray being out of the lineup. And the same could be said for a lot of the different players that are going to be on the Denver, the Denver Nuggets team. Um, they did add Jeff Green. This offseason, I think that's going to be more impactful in the playoffs personally than during the regular season. But read into that what you will. Uncle Jeff is still a good spot-up shooter and can hit a wide-open three. Um, and then, you know, Compazzo, all these guards that the Nuggets have, they are going to have so much opportunity with Murray to be out. Um, and with Porter out there, with Jokic out there, Aaron Gordon out there, and a whole bunch of other cast of characters who are skilled offensively, it, it, it's really a point guard's paradise. So, I think that the Nuggets are going to be a pretty fun team. Um, their ceiling is as high as Jokic will take them, and as quick as Jamal Murray can come back. Um, if he's back in a regular, in a you know a reasonable time frame, this is a team that could absolutely push for the Western Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals, especially in what you would consider kind of a down year for the West. Um, so yeah, a lot to a lot to like about the Denver Nuggets. What, what about you, Brent? Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, I think Monte Morris, kind of a sleeper from a fantasy perspective. I was reading that, you know, he's sort of been tapped to be the point guard while Jamal Murray's out. Um, so he could have some some pretty big games. Uh, on the Warriors side, I think the key thing to note here is Jordan Poole led the team in scoring again. Uh, he, he was only one for six from three, but still had 17 points. Uh, healthy Steph Curry, healthy Wiggins, healthy Draymond. Uh, they have Kevin Looney back or Kevon Looney back. Um, Bielitsa and Otto Porter, um, heavy minutes off the bench and good production out of those two. Uh, so those are guys are going to be sneaky fantasy plays. I think Bielitsa is going to be a guy you could probably add on waivers, uh, depending on the type of minutes he gets. Um, you know, and Juan Toscano Anderson, another sleepy guy, uh, sleeper guy <laughs> and a sleepy guy, uh, who, you know, if Draymond Green gets hurt or gets arrested, uh, Toscano Anderson has really kind of taken over that that Draymond Green role. Uh, he gets a lot of assists and rebounds. Not a huge scoring threat. He will score a little bit now and then, uh, but he's more of, of defense and assists from a forward position. So look for Toscano Anderson to if, if Draymond Green uh, does go down. Uh, the next game, the Lakers again, uh, this time against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I'll start with the with the Lakers this time from this game. Uh, Malik Monk, once again, leads the team in scoring. Uh, 21 minutes off the bench, 18 points, 4 of 7 from 3. So it looks like Malik Monk is poised for a potentially big season. I know it's preseason, but he's shown what he can do when he was with Charlotte, and he's going to get a lot of run here on the Lakers who are going to need scoring off the bench. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker starting again, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, two for four from three, a steal. I think Horton Tucker is going to be the starting shooting guard on opening night over uh, over Ellington or Bazemore. That's just my my guess. Um, I think this kid's just way too talented and too too big and quick uh, to keep off the floor. I think he's definitely going to be a starter. Where where guys like Ellington and Monk and at this point in their career, they've shown they're really sort of one trick ponies. You know, they're they're sh they're shooters off the bench. Horton Tucker can do a lot more than than just that. 
Uh, Kendrick Nunn's playing well uh, while Westbrook's out, so it looks like he's probably got the backup point guard spot um, locked up. Uh, you know, because uh, Rondo at this point, uh, is, he's a veteran. He's getting up there, more of a veteran presence. Uh, Nunn's just, you know, got a, is a lot faster and quicker, but you never know. Like with Brooklyn Nets, these teams like the Lakers that are stacked, that are trying to make the playoffs, going for a championship, they tend to ride veterans a lot. So um, those, I would look to the veterans first probably for playing time, uh, but they do have some exciting young guys on the Lakers, even though they are a pretty veteran-heavy team. Uh, the Suns, everybody loves the Suns, David, uh, from Suns and Four Guy <laughs> to their epic run through the playoffs. Uh, what do you think about this team this year? Are they geared up for another big run? Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of the Suns' success this season is going to be very dependent on their contract situation with DeAndre Ayton. Um, at present, they have not been able to come to a deal on that regard. Uh, and you saw how impactful he is, not only during the playoffs, um, but in this preseason game, you know, in 22 minutes, 14 and 11, that's pretty standard for DeAndre Ayton. Um, pretty much a walking double-double. So he, he, he his continued growth and development – um, in their team's role, um, in the scope of their franchise as an NBA player, is really going to limit the ceiling that the, the Phoenix Suns have. Um, because obviously, you know, as Chris Paul continues to age, his reliability as you get further down the road in the season is going to become a question. I mean, of course, we know what Devin Booker's doing, just coming off that gold medal. He's got a lot to prove still. Um, I really loved his game, but he was not in the game this evening. Um, but we did see some of the familiar faces like Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, both of the Camerons, you know, coming off of the bench. These are all, you know, your familiar faces. These are the guys who are going to be expected to, you know, play vital roles um, in the Suns' success this season. And as far as, you know, some of the additions that they have, they did get JaVale McGee in the offseason. I like that. I think help. that's a nice sneaky yeah. pickup for them. Absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, I really do think that that helps bolster their big man rotation because it was pretty thin last year and you kind of saw them get exposed in that regard in the playoffs when – you know, Aiton would get into foul trouble because with, with the loss of Dario Saric, um, it was pretty devastating for them. It, it, it really was. It was another body for them to throw, especially a Giannis. Uh, not having that definitely hurt. Um, and then they also got guys like Landry Shamit, Alfred Payton. Again, you know, some backcourt backup, if you will. Uh, will Landry Shamit hit open shots? <laughs> he didn't in Brooklyn. Um, he didn't on the Clippers. He did at Wichita State, but that was a lifetime ago. And yeah, 0 for 2 I, from 3 I, in this game, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll be able to find a role here in the Valley of the Sun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that the Suns definitely have a lot of opportunity this season again in, in a year where the West, to me, is pretty wide open. Um, but they got a target on their back. So teams are going to be game planning for them, and I'm going to be very curious to see what adjustments they make with some of these new additions. You know, one guy that I'm pretty excited about on the Suns but could be blocked just a little bit, what do you think about Jalen Smith? Yeah, you know, I, I was going to say, I, I think that Jalen Smith definitely has a lot of opportunity here. Um, it's just going to be a question of whether Monty trusts him um, and when he gets his run. If he's only getting run late in games, I really don't see him getting played much at all in the postseason. Um, but if he's given the opportunity in some of these games, especially if guys are going to be resting, um, if there is some kind of injury, something like that, I think this guy's got a lot of potential. He's got the athleticism. He's got the size. He's got the skills. 
Um, and, and he is just a constant motor. He is a go hard. And when you have a big man like that, who's going to go down there and clean the rim, who's going to defend at a high level, or at least is willing to try to defend at a high level. Um, those are invaluable guys, especially in the postseason. So I like Jalen Smith a lot. Awesome. Uh, next game, uh, Spurs and Pistons. Uh, you know, the Spurs are, are kind of in a weird, this weird area. You know, they, they have some veteran guys. They have some young guys. It's kind of a, it feels like a really mishmash kind of team to me. But, uh, you know, Pop always has a way of, of getting the best out of his players. He has some exciting uh, guys. So, you know, Keldon Johnson, that's a guy kind of reminds me of like a Kawhi Leonard, sort of an uh, sort of an unknown guy coming out and, and really starting to just thrive in the Popovich system. Had 18 points in this game. Uh you know, you have Jakob Pertl, who, you know, turned into a really good fantasy center last season. He can assist. He gets blocks. Um, I love him from the as a fantasy center later later in the draft if you need blocks. Uh, then you have uh, the guards, Devin White. Uh, DeJounte Murray didn't play in this game, but obviously we know what he can do. An incredible fantasy player and real-life player. Rebounds from the guard position, defensive stats. Devin White, too, a guy who can block shots. Um, I'm sorry, not Devin White, Derek White. Devin White's the linebacker on Tampa Bay. I'm thinking fantasy football. So Derek White uh, can get blocks from the uh, guard position, uh, Had a lot of has had a lot of injuries in his career. If he can have a healthy season, he could be a steal um, later on in drafts. Uh, Lonnie Walker gets the start with DeJounte Murray sitting out. A guy shown flashes, but he's really just a scorer. We'll see if he can, if his game can elevate uh, to more than just a score this year. And then, like I said, you kind of have this weird uh, mishmash kind of team with, you know, Aminu's on this team, Al Farouk Aminu. Um, you have young guys like Luke Semanic um, and Drew Eubanks. Uh, Bryn Forbes is back. Uh, Devin Vassell, another young guy who people think might take a step up this year. Uh, and they also spent a lot of money and brought in Zach Collins, uh, so we'll see if he can get healthy and come back. So a lot of question marks here, I think, with, with San Antonio. Um, but a few good fantasy options there for you, especially with uh, Keldon Johnson, Pirtle, uh, Derek White, uh, DeJounte Murray. You know, love those guys from a fantasy perspective. Um, everyone else is sort of uh, who knows. They even picked up Thad Young. <laughs> uh, it feels like, I don't know what it feels like to you, David, but it feels like the Spurs are just kind of like patchworking this team together. Is that just me, or, or is that kind of what everyone's thinking? I'm thinking the exact same thing as you. I can't really figure out what they're trying to do. They're kind of in limbo here, so we'll see where their season takes them. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think about the Pistons? I mean, another team really going full full bore into the, into the rebuild, um, you know, but they have some pretty exciting guys from a fantasy perspective. What do you think real life and fantasy with them? Yeah, you know, um, real life, I'm going to be very curious to see how, kind of how Dwayne Casey shakes out these rotations because um, you've heard a lot of different things kind of heading into this season about roles and opportunity for different guys. From the fantasy angle, uh, I think, you know, Cade Cunningham is going to be a very, very fun player to own and watch, um, you know, as chaotic as all rookies tend to be, especially guards. Uh, this is a guy who really has shown a lot of prowess in his playmaking I mean, the size, everything, yada, yada, yada. There's a reason he was the number one pick. Google him. You know how good he is. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to kind of see him kind of take charge and lead this offense. Um, 
Jeremy Grant is definitely going to love having a playmaker like that alongside of him, as we kind of saw him do some of the playmaking last season alongside guys like, you know, Killian Hayes, um, who also, you know, I, I think the, the Pistons have a lot of these younger guys who are almost like these balls of clay, you know, that you could kind of mold into all these different ways, depending on the culture and the environment that they find themselves in. So I'm going to be watching a lot of these teams because a lot of the talent on this roster is still very raw, like an Isaiah Stewart. Um, this is a guy who late in the season last year was, I mean, definitely was helping my fantasy team, was popping double-doubles out left and right. And I would expect him to have that same opportunity this year in a big man rotation, you know, with Kelly Olenek, with Luka Garza. Um, you know, th- these are going to be very valuable guys, especially Olenek, who continues to carve out value, really seems like wherever he goes. Um, and that same could be said about Corey Joseph, especially late in the season. You know, this is a guy who somehow always ends up almost getting the team he plays on back into the playoffs because he just knows how to how to play. Um, so, yeah, the, it, it, this could be a very fun roster to watch. I um, don't think they necessarily win a whole lot of games, but, again, one of those league pass teams that you're probably going to want to tune in for. Yeah, I got a lot riding on Kelly Olenek in fantasy this year. I think he's a, a really good sleeper pick. He, he sort of reminds me of a Al Horford type. Um, if you, you know, if you – didn't go point guard early in your fantasy drafts and you, you need assists. I've built teams out where I've had like a Horford and a Linux and these centers who can assist uh, on my team to make up for not having those guards, uh, especially guys like Horford and Linux who can shoot threes and block shots, um, you know, incredibly good uh, fantasy assets. So yeah, definitely a fun team to watch. And um, you know, a couple other guys, Josh Jackson, uh, you know, another guy who has a fantasy-friendly game when he gets minutes. So we'll see how this shakes out. But, uh, you know, all the more reason to watch this stuff in preseason. Um, we've already kind of touched uh, – we've got the Cleveland Cavs and the Hawks up next. We've already kind of talked a little bit about um, Cleveland. So I'm not going to spend too much time on them. But Mobley had another nice game. Uh, so, you know, he definitely looks like he's going to get a ton of run this year, even with Love and Markin in there. Uh, Garland and Sexton uh, both look good. Garland, another seven-assist game. I think Garland could take a huge step forward and just have a massive fantasy season. But, David, I want to get your opinion on the Hawks. We haven't really touched on them yet. Um, and, and they're certainly an interesting team and, and, and one capable of making a deep run, too. Well, now, Brent, i got to be careful what I say about the Hawks on this podcast because I don't know if Brad's going to be tuning in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the good people of Atlanta coming after me. Him and Allen know where I stay, so I can't, I can't have them putting that info out there. But, uh, hey, you got to no, be honest. All jokes, yeah. <laughs> all jokes aside, uh, no, the Hawks look really good. Um, you know, this is a team I think that is poised to really have a – really good regular season. Um, I think that they're going to surprise some people kind of with where they finish. Uh, I think it's because they're powered by a lot of young guys and a great head coach and Nate McMillan. Um, DeAndre Hunter, I'm really excited to hopefully see a fully healthy season out of him. Uh, Same thing for Cam Reddish. You kind of saw the potential there, especially Cam Reddish. I mean, he was booming on people the other night. This is a guy who was a very, very highly touted recruit coming into Duke um, and kind of got lost in the shuffle there due to injuries and, you know, a weird season. So, uh, I really like his game. Um, I really like his opportunity as well. Yeah, five um, steals in this game for Reddish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, on the back of 20 points there, too. So, you know, the guy's getting it done on both ends of the court, and he's got the size and the skills to do so. Um, and speaking of size and skills, you know, Kevin Herter, 
is another guy who really had a coming out party at the end of last season, um, really kind of helping the, them close out that series against the 76ers. Uh, I would expect him again, you know, to continue to have a big role on this team offensively. I think him and Bogdanovich are going to be two of the really key um, kind of um, kind of partners in that backcourt for the Hawks, um, especially scoring from the perimeter um, and their ability to kind of play make and do multiple things. Um, and then, you know, in the low post, John Collins, speaking of dunking on people, I mean, there's a reason they call him the Baptist. You know, he, he is out there taking dudes to church, and I definitely love to see it. And I think just like we kind of talked about um, the big guy on the Suns, you know, another Jalen, Jalen Johnson um, for the Hawks, uh, I think is another young guy who there's a lot of opportunity for him. Same with Sharif Cooper. The, the Hawks just continue to do a really good job with the draft. So I think really you can't go wrong with really any of these guys. I think at one point in time or another, all of them will have a very, very good game and serves some modicum of regular season value for the entirety of the season. Yeah, and, and keep an eye on that Clint Capella Achilles injury. The fact that it's still not healed and he's still getting uh, you know injections into that, Gorgie Dieng could end up you know, being one of the fantasy sleepers of the year. Uh, he had 31 minutes in this preseason game and almost triple-doubled. 13 points, 11 boards, and 6 assists. We've seen what Dieng can do when he has minutes, and it looks like uh, with Ngonkwu and, and Capella kind of hurting, you know, early in the season he could be a guy that you ride, and, and you may end up dumping him halfway once those guys get healthy, but um, somebody you may want to look for late in drafts um, if you're looking to beat people to the waiver wire for, for a guy. Um, the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks uh, – the Jazz, this Jazz team, uh, obviously playoff and championship contenders. Uh, they've added a few new pieces. They've got Eric Paschal, who they picked up from the Warriors, uh, who had a great rookie year and, and kind of had some injuries and stepped back last season, but certainly showed that he can score and, and body his way to the basket in the NBA. He had 13 points. Um, they were resting a bunch of guys tonight, but Jordan Clarkson uh, should have another uh, great season. Uh, for them, he looked fantastic in Utah. Um, a young guy to keep an eye on, Trent Forrest, had a huge summer league, is having a big preseason. Uh, obviously, he's, he's blocked a little bit with Conley and, and Mitchell there, but Trent Forrest is a guy to keep an eye on coming off the bench. He had 30 minutes tonight uh, from the guard position for them. Royce O'Neal, a sneaky, sneaky fantasy guy last year, 12 points, 8 rebounds. He should have another big year uh, from a fantasy perspective, even with uh, Bogdanovich and Ingles. Uh, back in the game but other than that they, they were resting a lot of guys uh, so I want to jump over quickly and get David's thoughts on uh, the Dallas Mavericks yeah the Dallas Mavericks um, again we have a lot of teams really kind of looking to make a name for themselves make a big step take a big step I should say this season and of course the Dallas Mavericks find themselves firmly in, in the front runner in that conversation on the back of Luka Doncic um, and of course again googling you don't know who we're talking about here. If you don't know who we're talking about, <laughs> that's I don't know. L-U-K-A. Yeah. That's right. L-U-K-A buckets, okay, because that's what he's going to be all season long. Um, and with that being said, this is a guy who really makes everybody around him better. Uh, Porzingis is a guy who is going to – this is a really make-or-break season for Porzingis and his value. Um, I really hope he's healthy. Uh, they need him desperately, desperately to be available. Um, and their success is really going to go where he goes. Josh Green is a young guy who I think has a lot of opportunity here. Got 18 minutes. Didn't do a whole lot offensively, but I think the opportunity is definitely there. 
Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., again, they're going to really need him offensively, and I expect him to have a big-time role. Um, same with Reggie Bullock. You know, Luca really needs that three-point shooting, and I think those are going to be two of his favorite targets. Um, so keep an eye out for those guys, definitely as streamers. Uh, you saw Sterling Brown come down. Um, again, you know, in this kind of cobble and hodgepodge of some of the wings that the Mavericks have with Sterling Brown now, um, you know, you have Dorian Finney-Smith, um, Josh Green, as I just mentioned. They have a bunch of guys to kind of throw out there. So I think Brown is definitely going to get some run, and he's much needed because, um, like I said, you know, the, the West is kind of a murderer's row of, of wing players. So those type of guys are going to be very valuable to the to the Mavericks. Um, and with that being said, as far as the big men goes, they still got Cauley Stein, uh, Maxi Kleba as well, um, Dwight Powell whenever he's healthy, and, you know, that kind of ebbs and flows. Um, Chris Asporzingis already touched on, and then, a guy who I'm very curious to see where his role lands on this team is Moses Brown. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm curious because, as we saw in Oklahoma City, uh, when the guy got the opportunity, he was absolutely devastating on the boards. I mean, un- unreal. I mean, we're talking 2020 games here. So if in this crazy world we live in where Chris Porzingis, who is over seven feet, could not be a center, which I – We'll never understand in this crazy world. If Moses Brown is thrust into that opportunity due to injury circumstance or a little bit of both, um, there could be a lot of value there. So I'm really going to keep a close eye on Moses Brown. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's a lot of questions about him on the discord for sure. I think his ceiling is, is super high. Uh, Dwight Powell has not shown to be the healthiest guy in the world. And, and I don't think the team trusts Willie Collie Stein and, and Boban Marjanovic is really like really matchup based. I think Moses Brown is that maybe, you know, sneaky guy you can steal at the end of a draft potentially. Um, And, you know, another guy to keep an eye on, Jalen Brunson, you know, he just continues to just be solid. So if you're, if you're, you know, desperate for assists down at the end of the draft, you could do worse than uh, Jalen Brunson. Um, We covered Golden State, Uh, Sacramento and the Clippers, Uh, the Kings, you know, they're trying. God bless them. Uh, you know, they have some really exciting guys. They should be better than they are. We're, st- I think we're all still trying to figure out if Luke Walton is a good coach or not. I think most people have made up their mind that he's probably not, but he continues to get shots. Um, you know, they picked up Tristan Thompson, who still has some game left in him. I like that pick up there. Uh, they have Mo Harkless now, solid guy. Harrison Barnes, just continuously a great fantasy player and i'll say great uh he's just not a sexy fantasy player but he puts up super solid numbers um darren fox is just amazing uh he's gonna have another huge season uh love fox halliburton everyone expecting him to take the next step i love his game too i think that combination of fox and halliburton is gonna be incredible it's gonna really hurt buddy healed um and cut into his time Marvin Bagley actually showed that he has some life in him at the end of last year. He's, you know, they, they have a lot of big men. Like I said, they got Harkless and Thompson, uh, Barnes. They have a uh, Chimizzi Me Too. And of course, Rashawn Holmes. Uh, so they have Alex Len as well. It's going to be hard uh, to trust any of those big men, I think, in, in Sacramento. Uh, Tristan Thompson will give you boards and, and re or rebounds and in some points and maybe a block here or there. He, 
him and uh, obviously Holmes is the way to go, but they started Thompson in this game with Holmes on the bench. I don't know if that's indicative of what they plan to do in the regular season because Holmes gets drafted pretty high for a guy who could potentially be coming off the bench. Uh, so it's, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Davion Mitchell, I guess, is probably the most exciting uh, rookie that they have on this team. 13 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists in 26 minutes, a steal and a block. Uh, yeah, I mean, that just shows just how deep this draft was. If there's fantasy-friendly rookies uh, 10, 11 deep into the lottery uh, this year, um, but Mitchell could have the type of, of season that kind of Halliburton had last year as a rookie. Uh, so keep an eye on him. They really like him. They like his defense. So the Kings, you know, uh, they have this, you know, we all know who's good there. I don't know that there's any sleeper guys to point out. I might have said Chiminzi Me Too uh, earlier. He's got a lot of sleeper fantasy potential, but I just don't think the minutes are going to be there uh, for him to have any kind of impact at all. Um David, uh, any thoughts on the Kings or if you want to jump over to uh, this Clippers team and let us know what you see there? Um, I guess the only thing I would contribute to the Kings is just a moment of silence for Buddy Heald. We, <laughs> we, we know you came into the league a little bit older than most, Buddy, and we know your time is limited. So we're just we're all we're all hoping for the best here. Um, I feel for the guy because because he can play. They, they just need to get him out of there. Um, yeah. But but on the Clippers side of things, you know, I hope Kawhi is able to come back this season. Um, of course, the Clippers' success ultimately is going to be dependent on that factor and that alone. Um, with that being said, his absence is going to give a lot of opportunity to really the guy who I think deserves the most attention here, and that's going to be Terrence Mann. Um, you really saw him kind of have a coming out party in the postseason last year. A lot of the NBA GMs in the most recent survey voted him as – you know, kind of their pick for most improved player here, um, especially given the opportunity that he's going to have, as I just alluded to. So I think that this is a guy who um, is definitely worth a flyer, especially late in your draft if he's still sitting around there. Uh, got about 18 minutes, scored 11 points here, three rebounds and an assist. Um, this is a guy who's really good downhill, who's really good in transition. The biggest question about him coming into the league uh, was his ability to have a playoff-ready jump shot, as they put it. And I think that, you know, that has been put to rest for some part. Now, the question remains to be seen if he can repeat that. Um, the same could be said about Reggie Jackson. You know, again, this is a guy who could have a really, really big season with Kawhi being out, especially offensively, if he's able to make those open shots um, and make difficult shots. Because with Kawhi being out, like I said, you know, defense are going to be able to key on PG a little bit more. And so they're going to need Reggie Jackson to really step up. Eric Bledsoe, again, is another guy who the Clippers added this offseason. Welcome back, Eric Bledsoe. We hope you brought a jumper this time um, <laughs> because he did not have one last time. Um, but he's going to get plenty of run here. So these are guys who I'm really going to be watching. I think the backcourt for the Clippers is going to be the biggest question mark of the season. Obviously, they have never really worked out their their front court, um, especially with Ibaka still not healthy and available from everything it seems. So Zubach, I think it's going to get a lot of run um, and is definitely a guy who's worth a roster spot in, in most leagues. Um, Batum, I think is going to be more of a circumstantial situation. Uh, what about you? Do you, do you see anything else with this roster? I know they added Harry Giles. It's an interesting younger guy. Um, you know, Luke Kennard continues to be more of a three point specialist in my opinion, because he can't get a consistent role in the offense, but yeah, what, guy, are, your, what are your takeaways? Yeah, it was good. You know, one guy that I'm looking at, 
is uh, Justice Winslow. Uh, he didn't play in the game last night, but he did play in the Monday night game that we kind of skipped over just because it was so many days ago, and we have a lot of games to get to. Uh, but he did look pretty good in that game, and, and he's a guy who's still only like 24, 25 years old, has had a, had a lot of injuries. He had this hip or back injury that was sort of a mystery that kept him out last year. But when he does play, other than you know destroying your percentages, um, he can put up across the board uh, numbers. Big assist guy from a big man. I mean, the Heat were playing him as a point guard uh, for quite a while there. Um, he'll knock down the occasional three, not the best jumper, uh, but he'll block and steal. So he's a guy that that I'm going to be watching um, with uh, with Kawhi out, uh, along with Reggie Jackson is is maybe a safer. Um, replacement guy for him but yeah Terrence Mann love his ceiling too that's a great call uh so just want to jump over then uh quick to today's games we only have three more games to cover here um and then we'll wrap it up um we touched on Memphis already uh so I'm not going to spend too much time on them but Steven Adams another huge game 15 points 16 boards and a block keep an eye on Adams it looks like he's rejuvenated here in Memphis and feeling healthy uh Melton uh, gets to start again with two steals with Brooks still out and uh, Jean Morant 16 points eight assists uh, he's going to have a huge season as well um, so I want to get your thoughts David on Charlotte um, we haven't really talked about them too much but another young exciting team um, with a lot of potentially you know fantasy basketball studs and, and maybe real life studs so what do you see there in uh, in the Hornets land yeah, you know, Scary Terry's going to have another big season. Lamelo's going to feed him all the ball he can handle, um, and Terry's going to put the ball in the cup. You know, that's that's what he's done, and he really took a huge step as an offensive threat last season um, as, as one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA, and, and I can't believe I'm saying that about Terry Rozier. Uh, <laughs> it's still, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, Lamelo Ball, again, this is a Google guy, you know, rookie of the year, yada, yada, yada. Had a Ferrari when he was 14. I mean, you know the deal. This guy is prime time. And what's going to be showtime is his his connection and his synchronicity that he's already got worked out here with Miles Bridges. I mean, oh, yeah. I think I saw a full court, a full court alley oop tonight. I mean, it, it's just going to be constant popcorn moments in Charlotte. Uh, really hope Hayward, even though he didn't play tonight, you know, I really hope he's healthy for a full season. He's going to be very, very valuable to them um, from a leadership role and on both ends of the court. Uh, Hayward is a very underrated defender. This is a big guy able to guard really positions two through four as far as I'm concerned. Um, they're going to need him because the forward position here is pretty thin. You know, Miles Bridges, as I mentioned, um, you also got Cody Martin. Um, they got P.J. Washington playing some center right now, which is pretty interesting, but it would make sense that they're going to run a more small lineups to really maximize that floor spacing and LaMelo's playmaking ability in transition. Um, and in regards to transition playmaking, James Booknight looks awesome. I mean, he, he looks he looks really good. Yeah. Uh, had 17 points tonight in about 26 minutes. Um, and he had 20 in the, the first game on Monday, I think. Yeah, he, he is going to be a fun player to watch. Um, and again, like you said, you know, the, this team, I mean, they are young. All these guys are kind of walking the same walk, talking the same talk, and they got that swagger. Um, and they're, you know, they're really looking to make, you know, make a name for themselves. Um, so I'm very excited for Charlotte this season. They're quickly going from a league pass favorite to just a, a regular favorite. You know, this is a, this is turning into a pretty good team here. Absolutely. What about, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr.? 
is he i mean did he make a mistake going there because i know he didn't he wanted to leave the warriors because he wanted to start but it looks like he's not even going to be able to start in charlotte yeah i think um you know unfortunately for uh kelly Oubre or as he goes in his carmax commercials um tsunami poppy uh, there, there's been, there's been a little bit of a drought, um, all with his offensive consistency. And I think in that regard, until he can really lock in defensively, it's going to be hard for him to find a consistent role on the majority of teams in the NBA. Um, and he's got a lot of talent, you know, he's got a lot of talent, but this is a guy who needs specific circumstances and situations to maximize that opportunity. And you saw last year at Golden State, one of the best offensive situations you can find yourself in it just didn't work out you know and it's because guys got to buy in and and golden state they run a very specific system um and it can be it can be hard for some guys especially coming from the chaos that he was in 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 phoenix prior to their complete 180 you know and where they are now so yeah with all that being said i think that there's a lot of opportunity for kelly on this team um you know, LaMelo has continued to make all the guys around him better, and I would only expect that to just be more and more amplified as his con- career continues to grow. Um, so I think Uber could be valuable, especially, like I said, if he buys in, especially defensively, because he's got the size and the skills to be very, very valuable to this team. Um, because, as I said, they're pretty thin at the forward position, and it looks like that's kind of going to be by committee approach as it is. Yeah, totally. So quickly on to the next one uh let's let's talk a little bit about the toronto raptors who played the sixers tonight um you know scotty barnes looks like he's going to be a nice fill-in uh for siakam a little bit of a surprise pick where he was in the draft but very much looks like the real deal his shots not quite nba ready but his defense and his playmaking definitely is uh goran Dragic uh is just going to stick around and hurt Malachi Flynn uh, and hurt his value a little bit, even though I think uh, Flynn is, is definitely a uh, sleeper pick this year. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, he's going to be awesome. Uh, he's going to have a great season. Uh, Siakam, hopefully he makes it back. But until he does, I think OG Ananubi is going to be one of the bigger beneficiaries of, of no Pascal Siakam. Uh, he had 22 points, four boards, four assists tonight. He had four steals as well. He also blocks a bunch of shots and shoots threes. So I think OG and Anubi is going to take that his game to the next level this season and is super excited about his fantasy prospects. Uh, Precious Achua, uh, you know, they were able to get him from the Heat as well um, in that Kyle Lowry deal. Um, and he, you know, I, he looked great in limited minutes with the Heat. I think if he can carve out some time here, um, he could be good. But it's going to be tough because uh, Boucher sat tonight. Uh, Kem Birch sat tonight. There's a good chance that Birch even starts at center and Boucher comes off the bench, which, you know, would leave Achua without a lot of uh, playing time. Uh, but something to monitor if, if there were injuries. Uh, a guy we get a ton of questions about uh, is also Chris uh, Boucher. Um, you know, it, I love his fantasy game, but Nick Nurse just does not seem to want to give him a ton of minutes. Um, you know, so there's a lot of fantasy guys I'd take over Boucher just because of that. But if for whatever reason we learn that Nurse decides, you know, he's going to give him all the run he can handle, then he could be a top, like, three-round uh, fantasy talent, potentially, like, second-round fantasy talent with the way he plays. But I just don't know that he's going to get those type of minutes. Um, Siakam, I, th- I still think he's worth drafting. I think if you can get a good deal on him, because um, he's going to be back at some point, probably before uh, 2022. 
Uh, so you might be able to pick him up at a steal. I think he's going to have a great bounce back year, especially with no Lowry there. He's going to be the man uh, when he does come back. So excited to see um, you know what Siakam can do and, and to see if he can continue to, to raise his game. Um, but that's what I saw uh, from the Raptors side. Uh, what are you seeing on, on the 76ers side, David, either the first game or this game? Um, you know, with all this Simmons controversy going on, uh, you know, do you think they're going to be able to continue to compete? And, and do you like what you see there? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of things. I'm definitely not seeing Ben Simmons, but I don't expect that to change. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think that the Sixers without Ben Simmons, it definitely um, kind of gives them a firmer ceiling. Um, and unfortunately, that ceiling is a little bit lower. Uh, but with that being said, you know, Embiid was a MVP runner-up last season. Um, as far as a lot of people are concerned, I, I kind of share that same sentiment. So I think, depending, again, on availability, um, you know, Embiid could have a very, very great season. And in that regard, um, help the Sixers, in turn, become a very, very great team. Um, also, you know, depending on what they get back from Ben Simmons, you know, if they get back a Damian Lillard or, you know, a Kyrie Irving cough call, uh, you know, things could change. Um, as far as guys who I think are going to have a kind of an increased role this season, uh, I'm looking at two guys most specifically. Um, first one is a starter, um, Tobias Harris. Uh, I think with Ben Simmons being out of the lineup, um, I think with Joel Embiid being the primary offensive weapon, you're going to see a lot of Tobias Harris uh, pick and roll with Embiid. Um, you're kind of going to see him pivot back to that usage rate he was kind of getting when he was in um, – the Clipper situation with Doc, obviously that usage rate isn't going to be exactly the same because Embiid is going to gobble up the majority of that. Um, but as far as his role offensively, I would expect Tobias to have a bigger a bigger season here. I think he kind of feels snubbed that he didn't make the all-star team last year, so he's kind of got something to prove. Um, and then the other guy is another person who I expect to be a starter but was not previously, and that's Tyrese Maxey. Uh, I think according to a lot of the reports out of Philadelphia, that is the starting point guard. Um, they love him. They love his game. They love his, his tenacity. Uh, they love a lot of what he brings to the table. And I think personally that he is the right type of guard to put next to Joel Embiid. So you got 21 minutes tonight, uh, scored 14 points, five assists. Um, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a Kentucky guy and, you know, I'm always going to rock with my guys as far as that's concerned. But I think this could be a very, very good season for Maxi and a real opportunity for him to break out. Yeah, I totally agree. I also, you know, I'm a big Shake Milton guy too. <laughs> so I think they're going to split a lot of those minutes and, and probably alternate big games. I think Maxi probably has the higher ceiling of the two. And a couple guys to keep an eye on in that team, George Nyang, who they picked up from Utah. They they love this guy. They've even talked about starting him at center and small ball lineups when Embiid's not on the floor. Uh, and he had 16 points tonight. And this guy who I love his potential and hopefully he gets some run is Paul Reed. Uh, just an eye for dynasty and, and deeper leagues. Uh, but this dude can block shots and rebound and steal. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a fantasy talent waiting to happen. Um, you know, I look at him sort of like a Christian Wood uh, who just needs that opportunity uh, to blow up from a fantasy perspective. But, you know, I'm not sure that this is going to be the year. But Dynasty Leagues and Deeper Leagues, I'd keep an eye on on Reed for sure. Um, the final game of the night tonight, one team we haven't touched on yet. There's a Miami Heat, uh, so we can both kind of talk about them. Um, I'll start just quickly. Uh, Bam Adebayo, he's going to have another huge year. 
Uh, Duncan Robinson, they love this kid. He's If you need threes and points, um, he's going to be incredible. It's sort of like uh, – I don't even know who to really compare him to, honestly. Like, he's – He's, I could say a Clay Thompson, but Clay Thompson actually like got you some other stats. <laughs> uh, Robinson's pretty much only going to get you points in threes, but he's going to do it at a super high rate um, at a high percentage. Kyle, Ra- Kyle Lowry, I think, is going to have a big year with the Heat, uh, playing with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, he's people have him like as high as the first round potentially. Obviously, he's getting older. There's injuries issues, uh, but Jimmy Butler is an incredible player and from a fantasy side too i i wouldn't i would definitely take the risk on on jimmy um later like in the first round beginning of the second um yeah i know tyler hero had a big game um anyone else you're keeping an eye on here on on miami david anything um you're looking at there um no i think as far as the box score goes you you pretty much hit the nail on the head uh i think tyler hero kind of again has something to prove this year after a lot of people were pretty down on him and his performance last season uh i think Hero's going to come out shooting i know again this is kentucky wildcat i'm talking about here that i'm a fan of yada 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 i get it guys but i promise i'm not a total homer okay like the, it, it, what i'm saying is backed up by performance and tonight hero had 24 points nine rebounds and three assists in about 25 minutes so the, the guy can play. Um, you saw it in the bubble. I don't think it went anywhere. Um, you know, we often see guys really take that real leap in year three, which is what Hero is heading into. So I expect big things from him. Um, but in regard to the Heat, you know, it's not all on the Miami side because Jalen Green, 28 minutes, 20 points, five rebounds, two assists. Three the man steals. can dance and yeah. dance we shall. Absolutely. I mean, yes, yes. Houston Rockets. Houston, I don't think we have a problem anymore. Yeah, and then Alperin Sengun, another guy looking at late in drafts, 18 minutes tonight, but a full box score in just 18 minutes. If this kid can get any kind of run, if Daniel Tice has an injury, look out for Sengun. Um, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, uh, man, I can't even compare, like Sabonis maybe kind of would be maybe a good comparison for him. Uh, but with, mm-hmm. you know, with a little iffy defense, but I think he's probably even a little bit better at rim protecting than Sabonis is. Um, so maybe sort of like a Steven Adams type, uh, player, but like younger. Um, so I don't know. I like Singoon a lot, especially in dynasty formats. You mentioned Kenya Martin Jr. earlier. His, he's got a, he's super exciting to watch too. Um, and he's going to have some big fantasy games. I have a feeling Houston's going to have a lot of guys to kind of alternate big games, but I think Green and Porter, like you said earlier, are and Wood, you know, those three guys are just going to be monsters all season, um, every single game. I think <laughs> they're. I bet they rarely have an off night, at least from a fantasy perspective. Uh, and then the other guys are going to kind of rotate big games. But I'm I'm really excited to watch Houston uh, this season. Um, so that you know that pretty much wraps up. That was uh, a longer than usual podcast, but we had a lot of getting caught up here uh, for the preseason. Uh, David, thank you for joining me. Um, anything, you know, you want to, any parting thoughts, anything you're really excited about this season or, or, or things we should be watching out for uh, between now and our next pod? Yeah, I'm, uh, I just really, you know, thank you for having me on the pod this evening. Um, it's always great to talk hoops and really dive into the box scores. Um, you know, fantasy is what got me into this. So uh, I always love the opportunity to chat it up, especially with with the middleman here so all the listeners out here you should be very very thankful that you got such a great host going forward um 
but yeah, I'm excited for this season, man. Let's hope we can get a good one, a healthy one. Let's hope these players can get everything figured out with this vaccination stuff because that's just a whole nother podcast. Yeah, come on, Kyrie. It's, it's come just on, Kyrie. Be a lot. And, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, there's going to be a lot of songs being sang about Kyrie. And I, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens over the next the next 10 or some odd days because I may I may have just heard some things. And I, I don't want to reveal too much. Whoa, wait, you know, drop a little but, bit uh, of a hint here to our three listeners. Come on. <laughs> I would just be very curious to see what jersey, if any, Kyrie Irving puts on this season. Because last um, I heard I was extension talk. Now you're hearing sign and trade, or <laughs> you know, um, is it a magician never reveals his his, his tricks here. Um, but yeah, I would just say keep a close eye on that situation. And hey, if I'm right, you know, just another reason for you to tune in more and more uh, yeah. and subscribe more and more to this podcast, people. Okay, we'll, we'll so get we'll we get David on the need. next. We'll get David on the next one too, and we'll see what kind of news <laughs> is out there. Uh, yeah, we're probably I'm going to try to at least do uh, this podcast at least three times a week. Um, who knows? There might be ones where, you know, David's able to just fill in if I can't make it. So, um, we got a great team here. Um, we're going to have some other, uh, co-hosts and other guests, um, throughout the season. Uh, we're really going to try to grow this and, and, and get it going. And, you know, thanks to Hoopball again for, for giving us this opportunity to talk about it. Um, I really can't stress enough how fun it is to be on the discord channel through Hoopball. Um, it's such a great community, of just people who love sports and fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports. Uh, so come check it out. It's, it's worth it. Um, you get access to tons of rankings. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just an incredible value. (laughs) I think it's like five bucks or something and you get all of that. Um, so thank you again, David. Thanks for being here. We'll have you on again, uh, soon, uh, probably for the next one, (laughs) uh, whenever we have it. Uh, which will probably be in a couple of days, so stay tuned. We'll get a regular schedule out there for you, so you know when to tune in. Um, And, yeah, thanks a lot. Signing off. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.